Hello, my name is John O'Connell, and welcome to AMX Fika Leadership Podcast. So over these podcasts, I'll be speaking to some inspirational and innovative data and analytic contributors from across industry and the health and care sectors. I'll be asking each of them to share with us some of the exciting work they have underway, which is helping to shape the health and care analytics space, as well as asking some of them their motivational insights into their career paths to date. So why FICA? FICA is a social phenomenon in Sweden, I thought I'd borrow. It's a legitimate reason to set aside some really quality time to catch up with friends, family and colleagues over a coffee and a cake. So today with us, uh, I'm joined by Andy uh, from the uh, Health Economics Unit. Welcome, Andy. Welcome. Nice to be here, John. Oh, great. That's really good. And when I asked Andy uh, how I should introduce him, Andy uh, gave me some great advice, which I'll share with you. Um, he said, you know, titles aside, he said within the, his organization, they do a lot to treat people equitably in the team. And, and that includes something that they've got when they have meetings with externals. They found that if you remove the job titles when talking to externals, um, they're not sure who's the director, who's the head, who's the senior in the room. And they tend to be very inclusive, much more inclusive, should we say, to all staff, especially those ones who give 100%. Uh, and it necessarily isn't the decision maker, you know, the, isn't necessarily the expert. But I thought that was a great bit of advice, Andy, that works, isn't it? Yeah, um, uh, thank you. And I'd say we've always found that, you say, the second they know who or they think is the boss or the lead, Yep. Nearly all the, the conversation is directed towards that person. And I remember when I wasn't the, the, the director or the most senior person in the room and how frustrating it is when it's a, especially if it's a topic that's close to your heart. Yeah. And, um, and then everyone's talking past you. And, um, and with this and, um, and you know, potentially with cameras off, you know, if they're not sure um, um, who to direct it to, and again, you can introduce yourself. Look, I, I'm a health yeah. economist. I work in the health economics unit. That, that's what I do, yeah, and I, and I do yeah. my best. And to be fair, they're much better health economists in my team than me. When they're talking to us about population health or um, um, different aspects of our work, I'd much rather that they engage with the, the right people. I want all the team to be engaged all the time, but uh, um, I just don't want people just tunneling conversations to and and only really valuing the, the, the conversation from the head of economics or the head of data you know, it's we've all got a voice, and if you take that away from them, then they have to treat you. Then you, you kind of help them. You know, help them treat everyone equitably too. Yeah, that's great advice. That's something I think we'll we'll, we'll pick up going forward. I think it's a uh, you know, brilliant piece of advice. And and saying that aside, Andy, I couldn't help it. <laughs> so please forgive me. <laughs> uh, your job titles. So you're currently as director of the Health Economics Unit, and also I think you're more recently as a non-executive director, leading for collaboration and clinical engagement. Uh, for the Association of Professional Healthcare Analysts, AFA. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I'm, I'm really, really lucky to uh, I'd be working with AFA, and I, and I know, John, it's something that, that you care about yeah. as well. No, yeah. really, really interested in uh, um, the professionalisation of what we do. We, what we do is so important, and uh, um, and the guys work so exceptionally hard. One, we need recognition for the hard work that we do, that the amazing work that we push out. Yeah. Uh, everything from... I say that the, the stuff that I find really exciting, pop health management and the, the kind of the analytics that identify individuals for case management, that's yeah. really exciting stuff for me, all the way through to the stuff that I started on, which was operational performance. You know, how many Xs did we do a day and do, how can we reconcile X against SLAM? And no, it's 
you know, none of that may be, uh, 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 you know, uh, um, you know, something that um, excites me today. But it's it's important stuff. These are, you know, performance management for billion pound organisations is still really important stuff. And I think we need a voice, and AFA should be that voice to help fight for and uh, um, and help promote the hard and great work that uh, um, analysts do across the NHS. And I, I feel strongly about this, and uh, um, and I, I really hope that in my time as a non-exec, in my three years, that we will do our utmost to, to raise the profile of the profession and yeah. you know, help professionalise it. How do you know a good analyst from a bad analyst? Yeah. And, uh, um, and how do we help uh, um, you know, analytics teams pick the, rest, pick the best people and work with them that way? Brilliant. No, I absolutely agree. And, and I think what we were saying since we last spoke, you know, championing kind of our fellow public uh, sector analytic colleagues, mm-hmm to increase, because we know there's a shortage of really good analytics capability and capacity in the NHS. One of, one of the areas I was thinking about, um, you know, get your thoughts on how we better recognise the skills and expertise. What do you think we could do sort of differently uh, going forward as le- leaders in healthcare to improve that, recognising the expertise? Yeah. Well, I think, no, I, I think you touched on a good point about the collaboration beyond the NHS, and yep. I, I, I hope you agree. So absolutely, AFA's focused on, on the NHS analysts, but yep. we know great analysts working teams and that to get the best out of your analytics uh, uh, team they need to be involved with clinicians and they need to be involved with um, decision makers but also analysts from other teams from our local authority teams um, yeah. from public health I, I couldn't possibly do the job or i i, I would you know I, I believe that the analytics would suffer without that combination of working together and integrated care systems have helped enable some of this covid Helped yeah. enable yeah. some of this, yeah. And all those barriers, if there were any, were, were dropped, and we we all had a great excuse to talk to each other about it. And uh, and I I want to see that um, continuing to happen. But I think that one of the things that we have to do, uh, um, um, you know, system leaders, uh, um, um, heads of departments, and um, directors, is, is promote and push uh, um, the work and the, the quality work that we do. And I think it it doesn't come naturally to many analysts. And again, it may be a terrible stereotype that analysts are nerdy introverts who who like to sit in dark rooms and um, and just um, stare at their code. I'm not saying that's not true of some of us, but uh, um, but I think it's very much our job as uh, um, um, you know the the heads of our our teams to to make sure that system leaders know our capabilities. We have to do the rah-rah. We have to do yeah. the promotion and the selling job, because otherwise they, they you know, and my heart sinks that they, they go external. They they hear about predictive models and think, well, we can't do that. Surely that's yeah. only something that um, KPMG can do or, or Deloitte's or um, whoever it may be. And off they go, uh, um, spending their money, which could fund a team or or help professionalize the team that we have today. And uh, um, so I think. You know, a big part of our role uh, um, is, you know, making sure that the system is aware of the great work that we do. We we, we have the, the the struggle to inspire our teams because we, we also know that many of our analysts could get paid considerably more yeah, in the yeah. private sector. Yeah? yeah. So how do we keep the data scientists, the 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 competitions, the the the, mm-hmm. the quality analysts we have today? Who uh, um, and you know, we may talk about this later on about the, the pay bands and how we reward yeah. our analysts. But uh, um, um, we, we have to inspire them. And one of my great bosses, uh, uh, Ross, told me about the warm glow. 
and about them working for the public sector. But that yeah. warm glow only keeps you um, so warm yeah. and only keeps uh, uh, um, you know uh, uh, you you know enthused for the bit. We, we've got to continually inspire people. And and again, this is about making people understand that the work is meaningful. Yeah. And that yeah. the, the work that you do today is making a difference to the organization, if it's performance management and all those bits, or if it's an evaluation, are we using the right stuff? Is it really making a difference? And if it's pop health, you know, did you know that you, you could have saved from the work that you guys have done, we could have um, um, avoided, you know, 50 um, diabetic foot amputations, a, a thousand yeah. strokes, whatever it may be. But we have to inspire the people because we know we'll never go toe to toe on pay, and yeah. uh, um, and but what we need to be able to do is make sure that the pay is is fair and it, it's an appropriate pay. But there's there's more to working in the NHS than the money, and but yeah. it's our jobs to do that too. And um, and if our teams and if our analysts can't see the outputs and how they are making a difference, and they're making a huge difference, it's uh, uh, I'm not going to be um, um, uh, you know we're going to lose them. And something about the classification that you mentioned in your paper, wasn't it, recently, that you wrote, that, that you know, it's about it, all the work we do is scientific of nature and the classification could be a simple change, isn't it? Uh, 100%. And I, I think that 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 uh, um, I understand that we may be badged under admin and clerical and, uh, um, and you know, and it most probably made a lot of sense when it first came out. But uh, um, when, you know, to, to be pushed into uh, um, another band, which is the clinical and, you know, clinical and scientific, and uh, I, I struggle to see how the work that we don't do isn't yeah. incredibly skilled and scientific. And uh, on the, it's, it's, it's data science, it's statistics, it's uh, um, population health management, it, you know, all these things are, you know, I think lend themselves to that to that being that band. You know, that doesn't get us more pay, that doesn't get us more no. anything else. But but I think it helps people understand the role that we have. And this goes back to that inspiring piece. You know, um, and, and there's nothing wrong with being clerical and admin. I, you know, I, I'm not saying that this, but I just think it's trying to recognize that the efforts that go behind this. And I think uh, as Ben Goldacre said um on one of his talks um, the other day in, in his paper, lots of the work that these guys is publishable, yeah? If we yeah, took the yeah. time, we could publish yeah. the work that we've done in good academic journals. And, you know, we've been lucky enough to get a, a few publications uh, recently this year. But, um, um, and if that's not, you know, um, um, at the kind of the cutting edge of science and uh, um, that could, that again, shares and um, promotes our work, I don't know what is. So now I'm, I'm really keen for, for people to, to see us in the role that we play as, as a more scientific clinical role. Yeah, and that kind of brings up something about you know sharing that knowledge as well, because a lot of it's done behind closed doors and, and bringing that that out. I mean, is there anything that you think that, I mean, AFA is a is a great example, isn't it? But something yeah. we can bring out to share the knowledge and, and specifically bringing in sort of partners from the voluntary sector and for health and social yeah. for social care as such. Do you think there's more that could be done there? Yeah, so no, I I I think you're absolutely right, and you know there, there are organisations like AFA and the Health yeah. Foundation who are trying to bring these groups together and to yeah. share and to make sure that we share code. And I think that there's there, there tends to be a good spirit of sharing within organisations, but it's not yeah. in between organisations. And I, I think that um, and when we've spoken to people, I think some of it is that there's a little bit of uh, um, protection about well, this is my hard work. Why, yeah. why do you need it? And, uh, and of course, you know, we need to you know. Yes, we are one NHS, but we are our 
thousands of little organizations within the NHS. But again, it's how we help people um, share and get recognition for the work. Because if you nick someone's code or borrow someone's yeah. code for your work, just just say that you took it from John. You know, yeah. I said, I, yeah. I took this from John O'Connell. You know, we've adapted it for our population. What's wrong with that? If, if it was from a yeah. paper, we would say adapted from, you know, uh, um, Orlowski et al. or whatever it may yeah. be. So, you know, how can we... You know, let's let's borrow with pride and um, and cite and, and and get a bit of a culture for that. I think there's also some reticence around people examining your code. So yeah. I know I'm not the most elegant coder, and I, I I think that um many of the people look at my work and think, why has he done 50 lines when I could have written five? <laughs> and um and um and I think maybe some people feel that they might be somewhat embarrassed about sharing that. But it's great because you yeah. get the feedback, you learn. The, you the learn. code worked, yeah? yeah, as long as the yeah. code works. Yeah. And by, by pushing it out there, you get some, you know, independent, you know, some kind of peer review to say, here's how you can make it better. And if people are giggling at it behind my back, who cares? Yeah, yes, it's, it's, you know, it's done it, in the right, yeah, and, um, the right thing. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that one of the other uh, um, reasons that people are somewhat reluctant to share um, openly is that they're worried that, um, let's say, um, private sector uh, um, organisations may pick it up, um, use it themselves and then sell it back to the NHS because they have big sales arms. And until mm. we get together and, um, and promote our teams, we will always be at risk of someone selling back NHS code to the NHS to an unwary system leader or team thinking, oh, that's clever. Let's buy that, and then you know, there's nothing worse than thinking that you are helping those guys when we're where we're. Someone working. in your team wrote the code. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, yeah. and you no, know, it wouldn't be the first time that you, know, you may see a presentation with your own work presented back to you, and uh, or elements of it. And uh, um, there's a certain ICS that's very forward-thinking, uh, um, who were, were presented. Uh, um, um, some slides, and the back of those slides was was literally there. Someone had cut and pasted it, put oh it into um, a, a PowerPoint, and saying that we can do this work. They're going, well, th this is word for word our work. work. Where did you get this from? And then they all go quiet, shuffle their feet, stare <laughs> at the ground, and um, uh, walk out. But um, but no, I, I think we we must encourage that that sharing, and um, and I, and I think that some of the boundaries between that the amazing. Um, segmentation work and geodemographic work that public health do, and again, I, I know it's much, much more than that. But um, but there there are some bits of expertise in local authority around uh, um, if it's going to be education data or social services or or yeah. you know justice. That there's really strong elements of you know uh, of expertise and how does the NHS? Because for for years we used um, SUS. Yeah? What, yeah. What else did you have besides SUS? And only in the last you know, five or six years, and we had nice, great, big integrated data sets that we could play with. And I, I know that Leeds may have been ahead of the game and others, but having primary care and secondary care together was always a CPRD thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, but now we can use it for our work for, to make a real difference. But um, but we have these elements of expertise, and by sharing uh, um, uh, the code and getting those people and being open about it, again, I think we we find out where those pockets of expertise are on our patch get those people involved with us and uh, um, and everyone's happier, yeah? Yeah, and very much the movement, similar to what Mark Fowler was saying about that open data, open innovation yeah. and having and, and sort of, you know, following that sort of course and such. No, I, yeah, great, great advice on that. And Andy, is all, we're also saying as well, you know, from a leadership perspective, there's a lot we, we can do, as you, you kind of outlined as well. But I think also from 
analysts themselves. You know, I think you put it last time when we spoke, you know, which I thought was really, really important. You said that, you know, communities only thrive well if, if you put into them. Yeah. And I was wondering kind of what advice you could give sort of analysts to become more engaged because probably it's not naturally their type. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I, no, you're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, we have a strong community. And I think that, uh, again, COVID gave us the opportunity for lots of people to come together and to share what they were doing uh, across the country. And Futures NHS uh, um, kind of came a, a kind of calling point for everyone to come and share what they were doing. And um, again, in, in the spirit of learning and um, people were, were happy to be um, quizzed and, and, and happy to ask questions and say, look, how on earth, you know, the, the terrible situation we had at the beginning when we were all transcribing the off yeah. the screen because we couldn't download them. You know, um, how what clever things people were doing to get around that, how people had approached it, all the way through to the risk models and the shielding case-finding tools. Uh, um, so it, it's encouraging, you know, the community only thrives, as I say, when, when people are putting into it. And it yeah. very much did around that. We all saw the need and we all came together to, to support each other. But this needs to continue. And um, it will only continue if um, people still keep giving in. So if yeah. you're going to take something out, you've got to put something back in. And uh, um, and again, if people need support around writing blogs to share what they're doing, um, putting their code, how do they get onto Twitter to share their work? How do they work with, and again, AFA is there. There are organizations like your CSUs can help support you with this. They, they, they have opportunities to help share your work. Your trusts will have comms teams who would love the opportunity to talk about the excellent work that you are doing. They can help you write a blog. I've never written a blog until I joined uh, um, Thing and I. You know, and, and, and I think everyone knows I don't write my blogs, yes? Everyone knows that, don't they? We have comms people who take my nonsense and turn it into 800 words of, of, of common sense and I think, and, you can work with your people to do this. You can work with them to, to help provide that. And I, and I assure you, if your comms team aren't interested, come to me. Yeah, come to me or come to AFA and we will help you um, publicise your work uh, um, for you know, sharing the, the good work that you're doing, how it's having an impact on the population and, uh, and, and the people around you. And, uh, um, and again, even if it's just sharing some clever code or, or just asking for some advice, there are um, outputs for there. And, and I'm pretty sure that if you go to, you know, contact at your, your, your CSU or your trust or your organisation, they too would be really keen to share the work that's happening on their patch. Yeah, you know, it's been great, you know, with our move to uh, um, uh, Mids and Lanks with uh, the Decision Support Centre, just how many people are sharing into the centre. And of course, then you find out that, if, again, if it's a question, there may already be answers. Yeah. And um, and it comes around there. So no, it's get involved, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I I urgently and, and passionately encourage everyone to keep putting into the the community because it, it will live and die the analysts who are sitting there. And if there are ten thousand of us, uh, um, um, you can't keep hearing from you know boring old balding guys like me. You, we want to hear about the the, the, the bright people who are doing the, the really cutting edge stuff and um, and share that in the community. And that's the stuff that we want to hear. And that's the stuff that I think AFA is, is desperately after too. So, uh, um, you know, 
we, we will help you input. If you, don't, if you don't feel you have the support, we will help provide that support to our, um, the analysts. That's great advice, Andy, and really inspiring as well, isn't it? Keep it on. And, and, and apart from, you know, use your marketing department there a bit more, what, what's the sort of one thing you, you wish you'd known when you began your career, Andy, from an analytical perspective? Um, well, so I, I came in late, yeah, so I went to private industry and then I, I came over before. And I, and I think the one thing uh, um, that I found and I've always been amazed at is just just quite how capable um um, the NHS is. I think that some people may think, or, or, or that we're 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 not, we don't have the, the best possible analysts or the best data scientists or the best people, but but we really do. And I think that, that the one thing that really blowed my socks off, or blew my socks off, was um was just uh, um how many exceptionally talented people, uh, and some of them may not be doing the most interesting work. But when you kind of uh, um, speak to them and you find out that they have PhDs in uh, in in uh, uh, medical statistics or um, data science, and and it's how we get them engaged and working with them. So I, I think my big learning point, and I think for for people who aren't, you know, uh, um, who are in a team, uh, um, you know, to to understand the skills that you have around you that you can lean on. Um, what do you, what do um, you know that your you know. Um, other departments, how, how can other analytical departments, how can they, they support you? And for system leaders and for people uh, um, and the chief analytical officers, you know, not that there's very many of those, but the chief information officers, that the people in charge of these teams, do you know what your guys are capable of? Because I think you'll be absolutely gobsmacked. And if you do know how capable they are, why are you spending money outside? Why don't you help free them up to be able to do the work that they're doing, because or or could do, sorry. And um, so while we got them, you know, transcribing stuff from um, X to PowerPoint because we won't give them a Tableau license, you know, when you know, and um, why why do we get them to um, uh, um, write these reports where we know that if we spend a little bit of time, we get a Python script to automate that completely, and we could free them up to do something else. And you most probably don't have to go outside of your organization to get that Python script written. There'll be somebody in there who can. And um, so, you know, I, I think that um, there if there are 10,000 analysts in the NHS, I'd like to think there's most probably a few more. But I, I think that um, it, it is, truly is a, a, a stockpile of awesomeness that is, uh, uh, um, that, that is hidden under, uh, you know, it's, it's hiding its lights, you know, uh, uh, um, um, and people need to be aware of, of the capabilities, the passion that these people have to, to want to make a difference. No one joined the NHS as an analyst and, and did a, a master's or a PhD or, or learned on the job uh, um, and became a capable analyst um, not to make a difference. That's why we're here. That's the warm glow. That's the bit that inspires us, isn't it? That, isn't yeah. that why we joined? Because otherwise, well, let's just screw off to um, um, you know, one of the, the private companies. Go to Google. Go to thing. Get paid more and sell out. You know, you you, know, you might not. Well, actually, most probably sleep very well at night in a very <laughs> fancy bed. You know, maybe a four poster bed in your mansion. But you know, making uh, the difference, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And. Yeah. And it's you know the same way that you know I'm so proud that you know when my kids can tell people where I work and what I do, how we were involved with the response to COVID. Yeah, this is this is important stuff. This wouldn't have happened if I still stayed as part of a pharmaceutical company of doing health economics. Yeah. So uh, um, um, people need to know the skills that we have inside. That's that's the one thing, and I wish that um, 
I've known that we could uh, um, lent so much more and invited many more of our analyst friends who would have jumped to help us to, to do the work that we're doing today. Yeah, that's fantastic advice there. And Andy, just finally finishing off, um, I see a, a rower behind you, but I'm sure that, but I'm just wondering, what do you do to relax outside of data? Is it jumping on the rower or something different? <laughs> Yeah, well, there's nothing relaxing about this killing myself every day on that bloody road machine. Uh, um, I know, well, for me, uh, um, I'd say uh, I'm very lucky to have a, a five and I'm just about to become an eight-year-old so that they consume all of my time. But uh, as I may have told you, I'm, I'm learning the guitar because I'm going through a perfect midlife crisis, John. <laughs> I have the rowing machine. I'm learning the guitar, but uh, um, and so uh, um, uh, and but it's it's one of the things that I share in common with my daughter. So my my little boy loves playing computer games, and uh, and everyone knows that I'm I'm a huge fan of of um, playing computer games. But um, so one thing that I could do that was constructive with my daughter was um, guitar. So at the moment, it's um, again I'm not sure how relaxing it is because. How on earth you guys can move your little finger and get it to go where you want it to go? Uh, I know that you've had 15 years practice, uh, John, but uh, my, my five and a half week, but my little doing. But um, for, so for me, it's uh, on the guitar. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's really good. Uh, thank, <coughs> thanks, Andy. That's fantastic. And just going going on, I mean, how can people follow you? I mean, on Twitter, is there? I mean, I, I recommend they obviously uh, have a look at your blog on AFA, wasn't it? That you mm. got something written, professionalising analytics within the NHS, but how can they follow you on? Yeah, so so yeah, I have a, a Twitter a Twitter address, which is um, 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 Anderzeo, which is A-N-D-R-Z-E-I-O, um, which is my full first name and my and the first letter of my, uh, my um, surname. So, uh, um, but, so we're on Twitter and I'm on LinkedIn and, um, and soon, see the Health Economics Unit is still relatively young, and I think our website is launched in January uh, um, and people will be able to follow us there. But the Health Economics Unit, uh, um, say, which is an NHS organisation, has its own Twitter and its own LinkedIn account. And much of the work that we have uh, um, will be posted on there. And as you say, we, we have uh, um, we, we've been really lucky to be partnering with um, NHSX on some of the evaluations for the AI work. We're partnering with NHS England on some wonderful population health management work, which includes impactability, which is the, the, the topic of my um, 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 PhD. And um, we'll be sharing those elements of that. But also, uh, um, we're, we're lucky to be expanding. So again, if, if people are interested in that kind of work and our, our approach, uh, um, you know, we'll be, you know, of, they'll all be on NHS jobs, of course. But uh, um, if people want to hear about them, we'll be sharing them there as well. Fantastic. We'll put some links on the end of the podcast to those, Andy. But thanks. It's been really great to, to have you join the podcast and, uh, you know, excellent insight and wisdom to share it with everybody. Thank you. Yeah, you're very, very kind. Lovely to see you and thank you for the opportunity. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. So I'd like to thank our speaker for joining us today and for everybody else tuning in to this podcast. Uh, look forward to seeing you in the future. <laughs>